unemployed and incomeless individuals. One of the beneficiaries of this grant is Sondo Sitole of Don Park in Gauteng. With her monthly 350 grant, she started a baking business in her community. When asked what her intentions were in receiving the COVID-19 SID grant, she responded by saying, and I quote, I wanted to create longevity with this grant, and I'm glad I started, unquote. There are several similar reports in different communities throughout the country, and their instinctive attitude towards self-sustainability should be promoted. Some people might have thought that 350 is like change, but for women like Sondo and a whole range of others, they've used the 350 to make money out of the 350 so that they can be able to take care of their, of their families. The rapid assessment study that we initiated on the implementation and utilization of COVID-19 SRD grant monies is nearing completion. And its findings and recommendations will be shared with the honorable members. Preliminarily, we expect that these will be relevant for the discussion that we are having on the basic income grant, BIG, in that study established that the implementation of COVID-19 SRD grant did play a major role in the reduction of hunger, poverty across the country. And now, when it comes to the basic income grant itself, I know that there's a lot of discussion. There's a lot about where's the money going to come from and what are we going to do about it. The need to introduce the basic income grant has become an urgent consideration for the African National Congress-led government. To this end, the department has developed a basic income grant discussion document that we have started to cons for consultation. These consultations are targeted at developing the big finance financing mechanism for the unemployed population group that is aged between 19 and 50, 15 years, between the ages of 19 and 59 years. Meanwhile, the department continues to contribute to a supplementary big process, process by NEDLEC. We thank the various political parties and the different formations that have come forth in supporting the reopening of the big initiative. With regard to gender-based violence and femicide, which I did indicate, spoke to earlier on, the department continues to play a central role towards the eradication of the South Africa's legacy pandemic, gender-based violence and femicide. In order to accelerate that the work we are doing in this area, we believe that all individuals, house by house, street by street, from community to community and society at large should play a part. During this financial year, we'll be asking cabinet to approve the, uh, the gazetting of the victim support bill. This bill specifically addresses the lack of legislation that regulates the victim empowerment services. I wish to also thank at this point in time, all the organizations that have gone out there to support us with regard to this uh, fight. We also have another program, the food, the nutrition and food provision, 8.4 million people benefited from this distribution of our nutrition food parcels during the year 2021 and 20, the year 2021. And also with regard to the nonprofit organizations, I think I've made the indication that uh, the need for dynamic society-wide partnership is evident in the fact that during the past financial year, the department received a significantly high number of applications with regard to NPOs. With regard to youth, I believe that the future belongs to young people. And I don't think we should use this as a way of just talking. We must use it for real and empower young people. And with regard to partnerships, I believe that 
uh, precisely because of our economic recovery, our economic recovery is lagging behind those of other comparable to those of other comparable countries. We are advised that our economy is unlikely to attain the 2019 output levels before 2023. For this re reason, we reiterate our call for the mobilization of dynamic people, public uh, 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 partnership, so that we can then be able to service uh, our people. Lastly, I'm pleased to announce the publication of our second social budget bulletin, which is a tool pioneered by the International Labour Organization to provide an ongoing statistic a statistical reporting mechanism for all social expenditure and revenue sources, explicit and transparent. In this publication, we provide comprehensive assessment of the quality of and performance of social security expenditure and revenue over a period of 10 years in order to inform future policy making and budget allocation. The second bulletin together with the inaugural bulletin can be accessed on the department's website at www.dsc.gov today under new conditions. And as I conclude, please allow me to thank the Deputy Minister Henrietta Bokopane Zulu for positive working relation with which we continue to strengthen the delivery of social development mandate. I also thank the Acting Director General, Mr. Linton Mkunu and his management team, the Chief Executive Officers of SASA and NDA, respectfully, and their management teams, the Registrar of the South African Council for Social Service Profession, Lani Malamba, the ministry team, our social partners, and importantly, all social service professionals throughout the country. I also wish to thank my family where they are, thank them for the support that they continue to give me, despite all the challenges that we face, I know I get out of the house and they're looking at me and thinking, there she goes, she's gonna bring back the COVID because she's almost everywhere. A special thank goes to the African National Congress, my organization that has enabled me to go this far and be able to make the presentation I'm making today. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you very much, people at home. Thank you, thank you very much, Honorable Minister. Honorable members, I now call upon the Honorable Gungubela from the African National Congress. Honorable Gungubela, your time starts now. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Let me, Honorable, <coughs> I beg your pardon. Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Minister and Deputy Minister, members of the Portfolio Committee on Social Development, members of Parliament, of the public, all protocols observed. I also want to take this opportunity to welcome such a well-enriched speech and a presentation by the minister. Honorable Chairperson, it will be remiss of me not to, as per usual, refer and anchor my speech on the bedrock which lays the foundation that characterizes the relationship that we have with the social development portfolio. This bedrock is founded on our commitment to social transformation our task to reduce poverty and promote social integration, our partnership and Atupili principles of service delivery, our actions based on solidarity and promoting self-reliance and commitment to human development. Honorable members, the ANC 2019 National Election Manifesto made a firm commitment to advance social transformation and in our context, maintain and expand our social security system 
to protect the vulnerable and reduce poverty. To achieve this, the committee has adopted a scientific approach to its oversight responsibility, where we have a productive relationship with the department. This means that the work of the social development portfolio must be based on evidence and the theory of change. Through this portfolio, we must be able to see tangible change in the lives of the people, communities and sectors that it is serving. This change must be underpinned by the indicators that form the bedrock of our relationship. Honorable Chairperson, when we talk about evidence-based theory and the theory of change, we aren't talking about foreign issues. We're talking about how this portfolio is able to drive its mandate through the, through the vote. There must be alignment in the work that they do and the change that we see in the lives of those that are beneficiaries of this mandate. The portfolio is central to the advancement of human development. This is why advancing a developmental social welfare is key to advancing social transformation. We will, Honorable Chair, continuously assess the impact that developmental social welfare is making to human development and unlocking human capabilities. Honorable Chair, Honorable Members, the Department's budget and annual performance plan is tabled against a continued financially ailing economy and the COVID-19 has not made these things easy. As a result, the entire portfolio has been in the front line and has ensured that there is provision of comprehensive socioeconomic support to those that have been severely affected by the pandemic. It, it used its resources through reprioritization and adjustments to find this support. The portfolio has through various commendable interventions been able to put in social safety nets for the poor and the vulnerable, which include those that have been tremendously impacted by COVID-19. One of these interventions has been through disbursement of additional social grants for COVID-19 pandemic. An additional 32.8 billion was allocated for this intervention for 2020-21 financial year. Noteworthy, Honorable Chair, is the additional 2.8 billion which was allocated in 2021 to accommodate for extension of social COVID-19 SRD grant. As the SRD grant has come to, end, to an end, we commend the efforts of the department to encourage Treasury for its extension. We will be keeping a keen eye on the development of these engagements. An impact study conducted by the department has revealed that SRD grant has had a significant impact on the lives of our people. This impact study was additionally supported by the work of academic researchers national treasury and other government departments, which revealed similar outcomes. This has strengthened the motivation for the extension of this grant. We have had ongoing discussions with the department on the possibilities of implementing food vouchers. The department has indicated that it has engaged provinces and agreed to implement food vouchers. Two provinces have already implemented these voucher, this voucher system. We'll monitor this implementation during this current year on our chair. The Social Grants Administration and Social Grant Fraud, my apology.
This has strengthened the motivation for the extension of this grant. The Social Grants Administration and Social Grant Fraud Investigation Subprograms budget allocations have declined. This is a concern because this will affect the budget transfer to SASA. This could make it this, this, this could make it challenging for SASA to optimally perform its duties. However, Honorable Chair, there is an increase to the appeals adjudication subprograms, which is commendable. This is because the department plans to reduce the time it takes for SASA appeals. My apology, Honorable Chair. My gadget is messing me up. This is, not with, this is notwithstanding the increasing levels of poverty and hunger, which are increasingly visible in child malnutrition and stunting. Honorable members, the ANC government has emphasized the significance of early childhood development, ECD, for human and socioeconomic development. It has committed to ensuring that there is migration of ECD services from social development to the Department of ACA Education. The ECD grant is the only grant that is allocated to the department. This is to support government reprioritization of ECD as envisioned by the National Development Plan. The grant aims to improve poor children's access to ECD programs and ensure that the ECD centers have adequate infrastructure. We are not only concerned about the lack of visibility of of the NTA, but also on the annual decline of its budget. The mandate of the NTA is significant to the life and operation of the civil society organization. It provides grants to civil society organizations to implement sustainable community-driven projects that address food security and creates employment and income opportunities. We applaud the work that has been done to clear the backlog on the issuing of nonprofit organization registration certification. We are at the same time concerned about the impact of budget reduction on the funding of NPOs. The department will be conducting an impact assessment of the budget reduction and thereafter identify interventions that would need to be implemented. We also ask that they investigate non-payment, late payment or cost or subsidy cuts to NPOs who provide vital services on behalf of the state and give us an implementation report. Honorable Chairperson, the committee has noted that even though the performance of the department is improving, the AGES report on the status of controls for 2019-20 have revealed different trends. We find this to be concerning. The department has indicated that it has, it, it has engaged the office of the AG, particularly focusing on the area of oversight. It also has indicated that it has strengthened its entity oversight it has also taken a number of measures to address the AG's findings, including factoring the performance. It has also committed to significantly reduce the fruitless expenditure. We have also reiterated our concern over the escalating fraud and corruption in the payment of social grants, particularly fraudulent activities in the SAPO-SASA card system. SASA has confirmed that there is going to be a reissue of cards in collaboration with South African Reserve Bank, SASA has further committed to recovering all the money paid to government employees. It is also still conducting investigation. SASA is also engaging the DST and what action should be taken against those implicated. 
It will also engage with the department officials, the officials work for to exploit, <coughs> I beg your pardon, to explore disciplinary actions to be taken. The minister should ensure that during the current financial year, the department addresses the AG's finding on the status of controls. The minister should also ensure that within the current financial year, the department conduct and prioritizes an impact study on the implications and impact of budget reductions over the medium term period and development interventions. Particular focus should be on ensuring that service delivery and social assistance programs are not adversely impacted. SASA must strengthen its monitoring system in the payment of social grant to ensure that there is a preventative mechanism that will give early warnings of ineligible beneficiaries receiving grants. This includes implementation of domestic system of the of biometric system and efficient and speedy validation process of ID numbers from SAPO payment file. Honorable members, we reaffirm our confidence in the entire portfolio ability to progressively address and respond to the strategy issues that we have raised. The work that we are putting in will progressively translate into measurable and tangible outputs that will qualitatively improve the lives of our people. This is being done through the turnaround measures that we are putting in place that ensure that the department applies evidence-based and results-based approach. We will ensure that it advances social transformation through maintaining and expanding the social system security, the social security system. Honorable, we, we therefore ask the House to adopt the budget budget vote 19. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Member. I now call upon Honorable Masango from the Democratic Alliance. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. Today's debate is about the difference between the presentations from the Department of Social Development and its entities that we listened to during the portfolio committee meeting and the stark reality faced by millions on the ground. Those whose livelihoods are at the bottom of the pile of both government and the Department of Social Development's priorities. We hear of 91% grants paid, but read reports and messages from the civil society and the public that tell a completely different story. We watch harrowing scenes of people stampeding post offices and SASA offices from 5 a.m. only to be told they will not be served because only 45 people will be served on that day. This has been a daily reality for thousands who have no choice but to subject themselves to this demeaning and inhumane treatment just to put food on their tables. One of Parliament's duties is to ensure that laws it makes are implemented. Last year, the Social Development Portfolio Committee processed the Social Assistance Amendment Bill, which was subsequently signed into law by the President and was a part response to the North Gauteng High Court's order calling for the comprehensive legal solution to the foster care crisis 10 years ago. Everyone welcomed this piece of legislation. We looked forward to offering some reprieve for orphans, children who would 
be given a top-up grant to the child support grant. Little did we know that the department and treasury would effectively decide to deny further access to the foster care grant for relatives caring for orphans in anticipation of the new child support grant top-up, replacing the use of the foster care grant for this category of children. Yet they have not put the child support grant top-up in place. This is regressive action for a very vulnerable group of children and is constitutionally not permissible. These decisions are bizarre at best and morally indefensible at worst. They are punitive to the very children we are supposed to protect and those who care for them. We demand that Treasury amends this budget to address these challenges as the backlog in the foster care saga is far worse than anyone can imagine and is set to continue. Children remain in the receiving end of an uncaring government that takes decisions that do not have their best interest at heart. Children's rights are enshrined in our constitution and in law. If we treat children with disdain, how can we possibly believe that future generations will be well-balanced, well-developed and well-rounded? It just isn't possible. Chairperson, it will be interesting to see how South Africa responds to the latest requirement from the UN Committee on Rights of the Child. They have called on government to provide information on measures taken to, and I quote, increase the child support grant in view of growing unemployment and poverty. They further call for measures to ensure that children without birth certificates can also access the grant. The ANC will have to provide a response to this question in its next report to the UNCRC, which is due by February 2022. Given the pressure to increase the value of the child support grant, it will be hard for the government to justify its failure to the UNCRC, let alone explain the real decline in the value of the grant. The world will be watching. Chairperson, with the reference to 6 million SRD grants recipients who have no way of feeding their families because of persistent high levels of unemployment, I repeat my recent comment. It is ludicrous that this ANC government has decided to pay monthly cash, cash bonuses to civil servants but refuses to prioritize protecting the most vulnerable citizens during a pandemic. Starving South Africans have had an uphill battle to get their grants since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. The, uh, the 350 grant is no exception to this. DSD needs foresight and determination to plan ahead or this spiraling crisis of poverty and hopelessness will be its legacy. As the Democratic Alliance, we will not waver in our fight for the poor and vulnerable. That is what responsible governments are supposed to do. Thank you, Slalu. Thank you, Honorable Member. I will now call upon Honorable Aris from the EFF. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. The EFF rejected the proposed budget for the Vote 19 Social Development. On the 28th of May, activists will embark on a program to raise awareness on hunger all over the world. In South Africa, there's no need to raise hunger challenges on the 28th of May. Everywhere we look, there is hunger. There is no effort to eradicate hunger. Instead, hunger is made permanent in South Africa. More than 70% of households in informal settlements are skipping meal 
or eating one meal per day because they cannot afford food. 14 million people in South Africa go to bed hungry and there is no practical or believable plan by the ruling party to bring this catastrophic tragedy to an end. The Department of Social Development is the embodiment of a collapse of social services meant to be the buffer for our poor people. This is made worse by national treasuries, austerity policy that is implemented without scientific guidance. This misguided austerities and the mismanagement of social assistance programs threaten the livelihood of 4.1 million elderly people, more than 900,000 people living with disabilities, 13.8 million children, 167,000 living with disability, and more than 220,000 children who depend on these grants. The 35.8 billion budget cut is a crime against humanity. The decision to end the 350 rand SRD grant is another crime. This money was the difference between going to bed hungry and a meal for millions of South Africa. Today, we stand here to make an explicitly clear that only practical way forward for South Africa is the introduction of a basic income grant for all who qualifies. This is long overdue. This is humane. And this is the only way to ensure that everyone has basic needs to survive. This is why we cannot introduce a basic income grant at 350 rand. It must be introduced by 1,500. This is the only way we will have food on the table for all our people. The queues we see at post offices and SASA offices around the country is shameful, and we subject our people to such inhumane conditions to access services. Our people have to wake up in the middle of the night to access their grants. Women and children are raped and violated, queuing for grants. This is very shameful. The fraud and corruption of food parcels during the COVID-19 by members of the ruling party is a shame, but true reflection of their ill intentions towards the poor. The fraud and corruption in the payment of SASA and post office in the card system escalated without any plan or response. The reality is that SASA cards are in the wrong hands. We are told that the cleaning tender of 45.8 million of SASA office in the Eastern Cape is nothing but a ruling party fund, fundraising strategy and to create jobs for Pels. Chairperson, we must say the level of malnutrition has increased and many of our children who, who used to benefit from meals at the ECD centers that were forced to be closed during lockdown are left without no option. While some ECD centers have opened, many ECD centers could not open without assistance. People living with disabilities in this country continue to be shamed as if their disability is optional. When they protest and going to apply for grants, the government responds in violence and water cannon. This is disgraceful. Lastly, it is shameful that more than 8,800 social workers graduates remain unemployed when South Africa is troubled with many social ills. We should be deploying these graduates to schools, informal settlements, rural areas, and all townships. The fact that the, that the only consideration for the decision as to whether the government will employ the unemployed social worker graduates is where the Treasury say 
there is there is money or not is the reason why the country is facing many challenges. It is disgraceful that we are made to decide between the well-being of our people and austerities. The EFF rejects this budget vote. I thank you. Thank you, Honourable Member. I now call upon the Honourable Van der Merwe from the IFP. Honourable Member, your time starts now. Thank you very much, House Chairperson, Honourable Minister, Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Social Development. The plans and funds we are debating today is a lifeline to millions of South Africans. It is the lifeline to many poor children surviving on a school meal alone. It is the lifeline to grandmothers providing for their families. And it is the lifeline to many NGOs assisting the vulnerable. On the 5th of May, 2020, the Mercury newspaper led with the following headline, and I quote, KZN poor staff, food hampers sold, stolen by officials. As South Africa found itself in the grip of a COVID-19 pandemic, this is a story that repeated itself in almost all provinces. Now, a year later, we have yet to see any ruling party official doing hard time in jail for stealing food parcels or any official being held to account for unlawfully collecting the 350 rand COVID grant. Considering that this department's funds stand between life and death for many, this is simply unforgivable. Chairperson, the reality is that when this department fails, there are dire consequences for the most vulnerable. These dire consequences were seen in my constituency recently when a family lost their grandmother due to COVID-19. Their sole source of income disappeared overnight. The children were left with a family member, an uncle who abused them. The family could not access a social worker. While a war rages against the most vulnerable in our communities, 5,000 social workers trained by the state are sitting at home. This despite a 2018 cabinet resolution that instructed government ministers to employ these trained social workers. We must ask ourselves why a so-called caring government would not act on its own commitment, knowing that these 5,000 social workers could have stood in defense of the vulnerable children on the killing fields of the gangster-ridden Cape Flats. These social workers are needed in the fight against substance abuse, and they are needed to protect the many women and children affected by abuse and gender-based violence. Substance abuse, gender-based violence, and gangsterism are critical areas of focus this department is making little to zero progress on. But Chairperson, the dire consequences of this department's failures can be seen in an ECD sector on the verge of collapse. It can be seen in the foster care crisis, which is coupled by an adoption crisis. It can be seen in acute malnutrition, which is now a leading cause of death among South Africa's children. It can be seen in the painfully long Sasa queues, where the elderly and vulnerable are forced to sleep on cold pavements, waiting for a little bit of government help. It can be seen in the budget cuts that are paralyzing NGOs. And it is seen in the desperation of the eyes of those who cannot now access the disability grant they once relied on, on those, or those still waiting to be paid their 350 rand grant. Honorable Minister, the IFP acknowledges that your department has many hardworking individuals. We wish to thank you together with your DM, the ADG, and every official who seeks to serve our people. I also wish to thank my fellow colleagues on the Portfolio Committee because together, I believe, we speak in one voice for the vulnerable. However, Honourable Minister, we need you to do more in defence of the poor. 
Firstly, resolve the non-payment, late payment and subsidy cuts to NPOs and NGOs who provide vital services on behalf of the state. Stop playing with the lives of the vulnerable and finalize a budget allocation with Treasury for the child support top-up grant and for reinstating the 350 Rand grant. We need your minister to act urgently to ensure the 2018 cabinet resolution on the employment of social workers is implemented without delay. Minister, you must clamp down on fraud and corruption, especially by your own officials and especially at SASA. Those officials must rot in jail. We need food vouchers to be implemented without delay. Shelters, who are, which are vital in the fight against gender-based violence, remain underfunded and your department must therefore finalize the intersectoral policy without further delay. Officials that discourage or willfully delay adoption processes within your department must be held to account. Chairperson, for the most vulnerable, our country is an unforgiving place to live in. South Africa is now a welfare state where 18.3 million South Africans has had their hopes and dreams replaced by a SASA grant alone. For them, for the vulnerable, we must therefore support this budget vote. I thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member. I now call upon Honorable Denner from the Freedom Front Plus. Honorable Member, your time starts now. Thank you, House Chairperson. Chairperson, this department and its entities have had to scale Mount Everest during this past year. We're all aware of that. We're a developing country with many challenges. Challenges that have led to several frustrations with all this department has had to deliver. We also believe that there are good people within this department and its entities, but that these good, honest, hardworking people are often left to fend for themselves, overworked, picking up slack because others do not do what they are supposed to. We also understand that the good these people try to do cannot filter down the ranks by their sheer willpower alone. We commend these people and their efforts. You are seen and appreciated. My colleague, Honorable Brett, has relied heavily on you, as I am sure other colleagues have also done during this time. This does not, however, give the department and its entities a get-out-of-jail-free card for all the mistakes, AGSA findings and worries South Africans have had to deal with when it comes to social development within South Africa. Our acknowledgement of the challenges and successes this department and its entities have had should in no way be seen as an agreement with the way the ANC government chooses to run the department by refusing to listen to sound logic and address the real issues of poverty and hunger within the country. We do not agree that South Africa should be a welfare state as it currently is. It is unsustainable to have more than 25 million South Africans reliant on, on some sort of government grant. Grants are not the answer to South Africa's poverty problems. The minister herself recently said that should the COVID SRD grant that has been paid up until April be made permanent or even extended, it will be unsustainable because there is no money left to pay for more extensions. And she's correct. Because if we don't grow the economy and encourage and enable employment creation, where will we get the money to pay for these grants? She also said that if we do not extend the grant, that people will riot and South Africa will not be able to recover from that. But who drove people to riot? Who taught the people that by burning and breaking success can be achieved? Who taught the people that frustration needs to be voiced through violence? Was it not former President Nelson Mandela that in 1993 at the Kasatu conference said, if the ANC government does to you what the apartheid government did to you, then you must do to the ANC government what you did to the apartheid government. This ANC government, they are now dumbstruck by these acts of violence. This ANC government 
has proven that it is not a responsible government. You should take action rather than hiding behind the past. Take action against the entities that do not perform. Rather than blaming the past, take action against cadres, comrades and family that are found guilty of fraud, corruption, double dipping and all other charges. Chairperson, the piloting of SASA's electronic application system for most grants and the online portal to book a doctor's appointment for the disability grant should be made mention of. It is something that, on paper, is a step in the right direction towards cutting the queues at SASA Honorable offices. Member, this will also, hopefully, member, cut out... Your time has expired. Chairperson, I have five minutes. Oh, my apologies. I continue. I'll give you your extra time. Thank you, Chairperson. This will also hopefully cut out visits to those offices, such as the Pretoria Church Street office, where people are treated without dignity and respect and sent back three, four, five, up to eight times because, for example, the bank statement did not have that specific day's date stamp on, but the previous days. This is a real example, and there are many, many more. That being said, the South African reality is somewhat more challenging for this system. South Africa's literacy rate has dropped 7% according to the last known statistics. The majority of South Africa is quite rural and access to internet is poor. Many people still do not have access to internet, be it a smartphone, home computer or even internet cafe. Our SASA grant holders are unfortunately those that are impacted most by these factors. SASA has promised to train staff in assisting people with the online system. But the reality is that SASA is already short-staffed and a series of other questions also arise. The NDA will most probably be thrown into the ring as an option, but its assistance to date has been non-existent and questions arise about this system and its feasibility. Chair, I've not even skimmed the surface of the issues and questions we are faced with on a daily basis, but I conclude with this remark. Because of cadre deployment, corruption and skewed priorities, the Department of Social Development, SASA and the National Development Agency are not currently effecting the change that is necessary to create a better future in our country. I thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Member. I now call upon Honorable Sukas from the ACDP. <clears throat> Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. The ACDB rises in this budget debate in solidarity with our communities on the Cape Flats that has experienced an escalated wave of gang violence in the ongoing turf wars, making our streets unsafe for our women, youth, and our children. I would like to invite Minister of Social Development, Honorable Lindy Wezulu, to accompany me to the gang-ravaged communities of Hillview and Lavender Hill, where the body count week on week resembles a low intensity civil war. The ACDP is deeply concerned by the low budgeting and expenditure on the sub-program social crime prevention and victim empowerment over the last three years. We need to work with the department to develop programs that specifically targets the crises in our communities on the Cape Flats. There is a crucial need for us to seriously evaluate the impact of the social protection programs. How effective are they and are we spending money where they can, there can be tangible results? What is given priority in the budget, given the fact that we have serious violent crimes specifically um, affecting our children in the Western Cape? We have received countless calls for help, Minister, this week. Please come with me and witness the damage being done to the psyche of our women, youth and our children. 
Over the last year, the ACDP have been working with child activists and communities at large who have repeatedly called for a unified approach to the issues facing children. Poverty has increased food insecurity, malnutrition, and the safety of our children. We need an update on when the Office of the Rights of the Child will be moved to the presidency. Second to that, we need an update on the establishment of the interministerial committee responsible to ensure children's rights are prioritized across departments. It is our view that there is a focus on writing laws, but no real focus on ensuring that the mechanisms are in place to facilitate the well-being of our children. This department must and can be the champion in developing a pathway for healthier children physically, emotionally, and mentally. There has to be in-depth engagement with all interest groups over the rest of this term to promote children's well-being. Chairperson, because we are facing a crisis. At this current rate, our children are going to become parents trapped in another cycle of genera generational poverty and all the evils that come with that. The department must provide parliament with a clear plan on how they will change the manner the offices function with at-risk children. Without this, the, the, without this department will become part of the dysfunction that threaten, threatens the well-being of children, something I really do not want to see happening. The Department of Social Development is experiencing budget cuts across all its programs. Efficiency in monitoring and evaluating expenditure is critical for this department to regain credibility. And we cannot afford failures Honorable to its core Member. mandate of a Thank you, yes, Honorable Chairman. Your time has expired. I now call Thank upon you. Honorable Kwankwa from the UDM. Honorable Kwankwa from the UDM. If the member is not here, member from the ATM. The member is not here. I now call upon Honorable Abrams from the Democratic Alliance. Honorable member, your time starts now. Thank you, House Chairperson. UNICEF's three main challenges for South African child are, one, more than half the children in South Africa live below the poverty line. Two, one third of girls experience some form of violence before the age of 18. And three, two thirds of children eligible for early childhood development programs do not have access to them. These concerns are the lived realities for the vast majority of children in South Africa. It is unfortunate, Chair, that these concerns are not shared by the Department of Social Development or the ruling government for that matter. If it were, budget cuts to DSD would be protected at all costs. If it was a concern, budget cuts to subprogram five children and seven, social crime prevention and victim empowerment would not see a cut of 27.12% and 58.3% respectively. The DA has long been advocating for the child support grant to have more meaningful impact and to be in line with the lower poverty food line of 585 per month, despite academic research outlining the value of investing in children and that the child support grant contributes 63% to the capita income of the poorest 30% of households, the ANC has cut the child support grant budget by 14.5 billion. In 2018-19, some 806 children died in public hospitals and clinics from severe acute malnutrition. In other words, children are literally starving to death. 
1999, South Africa's stunting rate was 25%, 20 years on, and the rate is now 27%, a clear indicator that the ANC government has made no effort at all. Suffer little children. Program 4, Welfare Services, has seen the biggest program cut of 28.77%. I would like to remind this House that it is within this program, subprogram 7, as mentioned earlier, where funding for GBV victims is located, remembering that one third of girls experience violence before the age of 18. The Minister and Department cannot absolve itself from its obligation to ensure protection for victims by delegating services to NGOs without funding them properly, especially since the department's transfer subsidy to NGOs is cut by 8.9 million this financial year. Suffer, little children. Two thirds, the ECD sector faced many red tape obstacles, with the latest being the late and non-payment of the Presidential Employment Stimulus Fund for ECD practitioners which was meant to be paid by the 31st of March. While the provincial social development departments are meant to disperse these stipends, the minister has an obligation and duty as minister to ensure the MECs comply. It is reported that only 8% of ECD practitioners have been paid. Is this true, minister? What do the numbers look like? The ECD sector has been engaged the minister since 8th of April, and I too am awaiting a response for, to written questions. For many, this relief is what stands between the children accessing an ECD or being part of the growing two-thirds majority. Suffer little children. In conclusion, Chair, ensuring children do not starve is not a case of financial ability, but a matter of political will. And there is no better investment for South Africa than in our children. If you choose not to, as the ANC has done for the last 27 years, you erode that child's potential and economic prospects, which drives intergenerational cycle of poverty at a huge cost to all South Africans and the South African economy, as we see today. Suffer little children. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Member. I shall now call on the Honorable Maslaule to continue chairing the debate on vote 19, social development. Honorable Maslaule, I hand over to you now. I thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Honorable Chair. Uh, we shall proceed. We now call upon Honorable Milankulu from the ANC. Uh, the ANC rises in support of budget vote 19. We do so because the ANC continues to advance a social policy that is fundamental to ensuring that all South Africans enjoy a decent standard of living. Our core approach in this regards is to improve human capabilities and ensure equal opportunities. This is aligned to program of development outlined in the ANC social welfare policy. 
The ANC, through its policies, continues to argue and advocate for a developmental approach to the country's social welfare program. This development social welfare program advocates for the attainment of basic social welfare rights for all South Africans through a just and effective social delivery system that redresses the past imbalances and advocate for the empowerment of individuals, families, and communities. Central to the developmental social welfare approach is it called for the integration of social and economic development of our people. This is what the ANC is advocating and we will ensure that we continue to support the portfolio approach of developing our people out of the social assistance system into self-reliant reliant and empowerment. This means that we are collectively working to ensure that there is a fundamental shift in the work of the department from being social welfare orientated to one that empowers our people and communities out of poverty to be self-reliant and economically empowered. Honorable Chairperson, we are concerned about the adjustment in the budget. This downwards ad adjustment affects programs and sub-programs in the votes that are meant to facilitate the advancement of developmental social welfare. It is also a challenge because it hampers service delivery. The ability of the portfolio to address inequality, income deprivation, and the lack of skills and economic opportunities among the majority. This will also have an impact on the full realization and effect effective implementation of government social policy because of lack of resourcing. This also impacts the ability of the social expenditure of this budget to advance economic development and social policy must be aligned to economic development. A central part of delivering a developmental social welfare is a contingent of capacitated and capable social workers working in a conducive environment that enable, enables them to thrive. The reduction in the budget of the department has significantly affected Program 4 on welfare service policy development and implementation support. The decrease in from 1.8 billion in 2020-21 to 1.3 billion in the 2021-22 financial year. This decline is driven by a reduction in allocation to among other social worker scholarship sub-programs. This is a concern because it affects key deliverables such as increasing the number of social workers. Equally, we are deeply concerned about the high rate of unemployed social workers. Moreover, there has not been an allocation to the social worker employment grant from 2020 till 2024. There is also a tremendous decline in the allocation of social worker scholarships. The functions of scholarships has, has been redirected to provinces as per the agreement with National Treasury. Furthermore, we note with deep concern at the low absorption rates of social worker graduates, and this happens against the background of our unhappiness of there being no budget to permanently employ social worker graduates. We affirm our support to the committee's recommendation, which requests the minister to ensure a prioritization of an impact study on the 
uh, implications and impact of budget reduction over the medium term period and develop necessary interventions. This impact study and necessary interventions are particularly significant as they have an impact on resource allocation to the social programs. This is of particular interest because we must be able to measure this allocation against yielding social investment that enhance the, the economic participation of the poor and vulnerable. The National Development Agency continues to assist cooperatives with access to markets through the de Department of SASA. This assistance is a tool for job creation and the promotion of sustainable livelihood. We welcome the steps that are going to be taken by the NGA to improve program implementation by instituting monitoring mechanisms to enable economic evaluation of the growth and impact of cooperatives. We are extremely concerned about the annual decline of the budget on, of NGA, which is like, likely due to the program of CSO development. This concern is raised because the NTA has and continues to invest significantly resources in income, generating projects that seek to create alternative or complementary income streams and employment for poor households. This vote indicates the, the measures that are going to be implemented in the provision of support to beneficiaries of the social protection system. This will be in the form of linking beneficiaries with employment opportunities, skills development, bursaries, internship programs, and entrepreneurial programs, such as helping them to form cooperatives and small businesses. All poor communities will be targeted with a specific focus on the poorest areas in the country. One of the implementing agents will, through the district development model that is spearheaded by the presidency, the ANC urges all beneficiaries of social protection to embrace the programs, plans, and initiatives meant to link them with sustainable livelihood opportunities. We will closely monitor the development and progressive implementation of an exit strategy for public employment programs. These are meant to ensure that the poor, marginalized, and vulnerable are linked to public employment opportunities. We also welcome the conduct of the evaluation of existing sustainable livelihood opportunities to determine the extent of impact. SASA continues to provide developmental opportunities to beneficiaries focusing primarily government assistance. This includes linking social grant beneficiaries to developmental opportunities through existing relationships between the department and the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Chairperson, departments are also required to develop, implement, support, and monitor programs for equitable job creation, representation, and ownership by women, youth, and persons with disabilities. They must also expand access to finance, incentives, and opportunities for women, youth, and persons with disabilities, including those in the informal sector. In this case, the department towards this deliverable by increasing the absorption of social workers and expand social services professionals, pay social grants, lead graduate economic opportunities, 
and continue to support NPOs and cooperatives. As a social protection safety net for the poor and vulnerable, the expanded public works continues to create meaningful opportunities. In this current financial year, 26,400 PPWP work opportunities will be created through DSD programs. Furthermore, 20,000 social protection beneficiaries linked to livelihood opportunities. Honorable members, we welcome the renewed interest in the basic income grant as another avenue to drive employment opportunities and sustainable livelihood. We have to raise the standard of living and the quality of life of all South Africans. The developmental social welfare approach that seeks to progressively move the millions of South Africans out of the welfare into the economy is a bold yet significant step. We have to find positive, productive, and sustainable ways to ensure that our people are employed or are employers alternative, proactive, and sustainable ways must be explored and implemented to facilitate this. The path that we have taken to link beneficiaries to economic opportunities and sustainable livelihood will ensure that we empower beneficiaries to lift themselves out of poverty while creating an adequate social net to protect the most vulnerable in our society. The ANC support budget vote 19 and happy Africa Day to all viewers. I thank you. Thank you very much, honorable member. Honorable members, I will now call upon Honorable Sibisi from the NFP. Honorable Sibisi. Honorable Sibisi, can you unmute? Thank you. Uh, I was checking. I speak without my video. Yes. Uh, Honorable House Chair, the Department of Social Development remains one of the critical departments in assisting our problem from the albatross imposed onto our people by COVID-19. Uh, earlier this year, President Ramaphosa announced a three-month extension of the much contested 350 COVID-19 grant per month for the unemployment unemployed who do not receive any social grant or unemployable benefits. There is no doubt that this grant has assisted many of our people, but we need to ascertain to what extent it has made an impact. It would be in the best interest of government to conduct an analysis to identify the shortcomings that our people were still experiencing as beneficiaries of the 350 grant. More than 4 million people received the social relief of distress grant over the past year. Up to 2.2 million approved grants are yet to be paid. The further 1.4 million grants approved on appeal are also yet to be dispersed. Given the constrained budget of the department, has the department made any concessions regarding the outstanding 3.6 million payments to be paid out for the 350 grant? We would be doing our people injustice if we did not mention the incapacity of the Department of Social Development through SASA and the minister's lack of actions against it. Our people had to be subjected 
to inhuman conditions, standing in line waiting for the 350 grants to be paid out. Why do our people always have to be subjected to incapacity of government officials and departments on the premises that this government has made? We can accept the 25.5 billion downward adjustment of the budgets. However, poverty is most likely going to increase without the relief grant. Recently, government bowed to trade union pledges and tabled a salary adjustment and cash bonus for public servants. Public servants had their trade unions bargaining and fighting on their behalf to achieve this. But who is fighting and bargaining for the poor, Honorable House Chair? Who is collectively bargaining for the poor in this disastrous economy where over 42% of the people is unemployed? If we include that discouraged work seekers, it takes the threat of a strike for government to give in to the demands of wage increments. Meanwhile, hunger strikes daily for many of our people. We can all agree that the 350 relief grant was a joke, but it made a difference to some, and we cannot dispute this. The question we should be asking government is, is government not exacerbating inequality and poverty by somehow finding funds to increase public servant wages and give them a cash bonus of 978 accompanied by 1.5% wage increment? But only give Thank you very much, uh, Thank you very much, Honorable We support the budget vote now. Thank you. Thank you very much. I will now call upon Honorable Hendricks from Al Jama. Apology for the video, Honorable uh, Chairman. Honorable House Chair, Al Jama supports uh, this budget uh, because under the leadership of the Minister, we have seen that uh, the uh, promise made by President Ramaphosa in his first State of the Nation address, where he said that everyone will have a warm plate of food, is, uh, is coming to light. And uh, many uh, people now have a warm plate of food because of the uh, uh, innovation and creativity of the minister. However, the minister cannot do uh, everything uh, uh, on, on her own. And that's why we are very happy that the Department of Labor, Department of Basic Education, and some other departments are helping in one way or another to put a warm plate of food on everyone's table. However, we'd like to ask the minister to develop a much stronger relationship uh, with NGOs and also with the religious communities like the Jewish communities, the Muslim community, Christian communities, Hindu communities, who go out of their way to feed the poor. And there needs to be some research done and coordination uh, so that the footprint of the minister can be increased to feed uh, the poor and to feed uh, uh, poor children. And um, Al Jamaa therefore uh, uh, supports this budget, but also asks the manager, minister, maybe she must capacitate the 400 constituency officers of the members of parliament where they take parliament to the streets. And obviously when they take parliament to the streets, they can see uh, the need for feeding. So the minister needs to do all that coordination and we wish her everything of the best for the next year and to keep up the hard work of putting a warm plate of food 
on every South African table where it is needed. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Member. Our next speaker will be Honorable Opperman from the Democratic Alliance. Achbare voorzitter, hierdie virtualiteit laat ons soms ver verwijderd van die realiteit en die harde werkelijkheid op die grond. Die mense van Honneklebaai, Loerisfontein, Lepelsfontein en Klipfontein het nie Sasa kantore of betaalpunte nie. Dit kost die Sasa begunstigde 1200 rand vervoerspringbok toe of 700 rand garis toe om daar die karige spensioen te kan trek. Spoegrafeerse mense moet 800 rand spoeg, want motorkare loop mis nie op water nie. Subatsfonteinse mense moet subat vir een gelee na kleinsee, want ook daar is nie sasa betaalpunte nie. Maak jou somme, 1890 rand, minus 1200 rand vervoer, kracht, klerasie, kos, die doodgenootskap, data en municipale dienste. Gebrek aan sasa dienste, belas die weerloostes, slechts meer en hou hulle in een eeuwige wurggreep van armoede, hongerte en zwaarkrijg. Waar is ons brengdienste nader aan die mense nou? 30 rand verhooging in die toela van bejaardes en diegene wie met gestremdhede lewe beteken 1 rand een dag by die toela. 10 rand by die kindertoela is 33 cent per dag. Waar is die enigste partij wat kamptig omgee vir die armes nou? Ken jy die hartseer van die 460 rand kindertoela? Voor jy hom nog in jou hane het, is hy minder. In Loerisfontein trek jy geld by die enigste OTM in die dorp. Standardbank vat 30 rand bankkoste en jy het net 430 rand. Die DA pleit vir beskerming van staatstoela. Hoekom kan hy nie kooitskelding op bankkoste op Sasa toela wees nie? Een verdere 15% BTW word by die winkels aan kostkleren en elektriciteit afgestaan. So in werkelijkheid kry een sasse begunstigde nooit die volle waarde van hulle toelaan. Al hoe meer mense staan dees daar in die welsynsrij en statistieke bereken dat ons ten maart volgende jaar meer as 18.8 miljoen sasse begunstigde sal hee, terwyl 31% van die bevolking reeds op maatskakkelijke ondersteuning is. Laat ek het pertinent stel, Die DA is onapologetisch gekant teen die snoei van maatskapelike ondersteuningsprogramme en 100% vir inflasie gebonde verhoogings van maatskapelike toela. Nie die onverdedigbaar en onverskoonbare 1% verhooging wat die ANC tans gee. Die DA'se alternatieve begroting sou een totale verhooging van 30.1 miljard begroot het vir maatskapelike toela's oor drie jaar. Die realiteit is, tensy nieuwe werksgeleendhede nie geskep word en ekonomiese groei nie plaasvind nie, word die toelaasysteem, soos het huidiglik daaruit sien, onvolhoubaar en volg besnoeings. Ons probleem tans is te min groei en te veel skuld. Hoe meer staatsskuld ons het, hoe minder geld is daar vir pro-armprogramme soos SASA en die nale ontwikkelingsagentskap. Dit beteken minder spandering op maatskapelike ondersteuningsprogramme. Die pijnvolle realiteit is die hoeveelheid geld wat ons tans spandeer op staatskuld is meer as die maatskapelike ontwikkeling en gezondheidsbegroting saam. Lyk een regering wie omgees so. 
Die Nationale Ontwikkelingsagentschap sy primäre doel ist die Vermindering von Armoede, Werklosheit und Ungelijkheit. Waar ist die Agentschap, als amper 2 in 4 Menschen nicht Werk hat, 55,5% von allen Südafrikaners unter die Brotlein leben und 12 Millionen Menschen nicht Zugang haben zu vollkommenen Kosten. Thank you very much, Honorable Member. We will now move to the next speaker, who is Honorable Stock from the ANC. Honorable Stock. Please unmute, Chairperson. I'm unmuted. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, Honorable Chairperson, Honorable Minister, Deputy Minister, Members of the Portfolio Committee, Members of Parliament, South Africa, Clash, all protocols observed. Uh, the ANC rises in support of this budget vote, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, but I think first and foremost, uh, I need to put into perspective one issue as a point of departure in my participation in today's debate. Uh, I think honorable members came to the fore uh, from different political uh, perspectives. And then uh, it looks like uh, they want to blame the ANC uh, cater development policy for part of and most of the problems that persist at SASA, NDA, and so forth. So I want to characterize such an approach in today's debate as a, a mere desperation of the highest order and also as political posturing. And then to a large extent, I also want to characterize uh, such an approach as a, an approach to play into the gallery uh, for, to, to, to a large extent. And I'm raising this because uh, I'm of the view and uh, as the ANC also in the portfolio committee, we have been consistent and we are on record as uh, highlighting the problems that persist at SASA, whether it's from the performance of the department with regard to uh, the Auditor General's report, uh, the fraudulent activities that happens at SASA, payments of grants, and some officials that are actually part of the problems that persist at SASA. As the ANC, we have been on record and condemning the department and also working hand in hand with the department to find an amicable solution to resolve the problems that are there. We have not taken an approach as the ANC to stand by side or across the road to blame it alone on the department without providing a solution to the department. Now, the ANC cater development policy uh, with regards to, in particular, the Department of Social Development. I want to bring just one issue uh, uh, to the fore in today's debate. This department of SASA is led by a credible uh, women, uh, as well as the entities also at SASA. SASA, I mean, an NDA. Meta Monzobe, NDA, a very credible uh, a female, of course, high, high, which we hold in high regard, as well as SASA. And then the department is led by a female uh, minister, deputy minister, as well as the department is also led by an acting DG in the name of Mr. Linden, Linden Tool, very energetic, very qualified, and a seasoned bureaucrat. So I don't see, in terms of my own view, where we can blame it on the ANC development, I mean, cater development policy. So my advice as I move forward to this debate is to advise all honorable members who participated in today's debate that uh, join us as the ANC 
join us in working together with the department, uh, the minister, deputy minister, and the team to resolve the problems that are there at Sasa. We are not shying away as the ANC and then uh, trying to create an impression that everything is well at the department. There are a number of problems. So we are calling upon uh, honorable members to join us as we will be resolving the problems that are there. We do so because as the ANC, uh, because we have undertaken to build a socially inclusive society, we are also fulfilling and undertaking uh, to ensure that most of the challenges that are facing our ordinary people on the ground uh, in terms of challenges of poverty, underdevelopment, and unemployment, all the challenges uh, are actually being resolved. This portfolio is central to the advancement of human development and progress as it underpins the centrality of our people as a fundamental resource to the development of the economy and the nation. The ANC has argued that to arrive at this United Nation in keeping up with the advancement of an egalitarian society, the dictum that the poor will always be with us should be rejected as poverty is created by society and it can therefore be eliminated by society. In advancing our transformation program, human development and addressing the triple challenges in our society, since the advent of our democracy, the ANC-led government has continued to put in measures that provide a social safety net for most of our vulnerable people. And has also put in measures that ensure that the household uh, are able to access opportunities through the outcome of the sustainable livelihoods and the eradication of absolute poverty. In continuing to address this and create pathways of development and transformation, in this current administration, which is the sixth administration, we have committed to advance the social transformation through the maintenance and expansions of our social security system to protect the vulnerable and reduced poverty. Honorable Chairperson, over the last financial year, the social portfolio has been able to progressively advance the commitment through socioeconomic relief measures to protect those that were severely impacted by COVID-19. This has resulted in an expected decrease in the social grant budget following the cessation of the social assistance for the COVID-19 pandemic in the 2020-2021 financial year, wherein an additional of 32.8 billion was allocated. Furthermore, the extension of the 350 grant till the end of April led to a further allocation of 2.8 billion, which has been actually reprioritized. This reprioritization contributed to the cabinet-approved reduced uh, funding of the social grants budget. The provision of social income support to the poor and vulnerable is central to addressing poverty, underdevelopment, inequality, and unemployment. Grant beneficiaries are expected to increase from 18.2 million in 2020-21 to 19.3 million in 2023-2024. This means that annually there will be approximately 300,000 additional beneficiaries which are going to be dependent on grants. This must be understood against the background of cabinet approved reductions. This situation is unsustainable as it will lead to grant amounts being reduced to cover the growing number of beneficiaries, of which only a portion of the growing number will be covered. We therefore call upon the entire portfolio to ensure that this, this is progressively implemented and then the programs that link social grant beneficiaries to development are actually bearing fruits in terms of economic opportunities to our people. The developmental social welfare pathway must start 
transitioning beneficiaries out of the dependence of the welfare system into the economy. And also urge the department to revert back to the community on the planned timeframe that will be needed to conduct an impact assessment of the budget adjustments and therefore also at a later stage, be able to identify the interventions that would need uh, to be implemented. Uh, in order to ensure that we systematically advance the social delivery system to be effective, equitable, and also just, we welcome the progress that has been done by the committee to provide a comprehensive legal solution to the foster care grant system. We are also busy with the amendment on the Children's Amendment Act and uh, a second part of this legal solution is also uh, under uh, consideration by the portfolio committee. We are learning a lot of uh, other approaches and we also appreciate the inputs of South Africans on the bills as well as having the courage to, show, to share their different views, uh, experiences and at times heart-wrenching lived experiences with us as a portfolio committee. We are concerned that the budget to implement the first legal solution uh, which is actually the social amendment bill has been reprioritized. The bill is important. It will, it will be able to enable a top-up to be given over and above the current child support grant of orphans and families and children in the child elder household. We commend the work that has been done to complete the assessments of the lapsed temporary disability grants and the payments that are currently being processed. We also ask the beneficiaries, particularly who did not reapply to make follow-ups and indicate their statuses to SASA. Honorable members, the department continues to engage with SAPO on finding mechanisms to address the fraud and corruptions in SASA, as well as SAPO card system that continues to occur and persist uh, to a large extent in that regard. We strongly support the recovery of the money paid to government employees and will keep an eye on conducting, uh, on putting pressure on the department to conduct, conduct uh, in proper investigations. We also vehemently articulate that we will not be able to tolerate the ongoing fraud and corruption, which relates to SASA grants and then without actions being taken. The vote advances the ANC's commitment on social development by progressively working towards dignified pay points uh, to the beneficiaries. We will continue to support all outputs and programs that contribute to a socially inclusive society premised on a social delivery system that is effective, equitable, and just. Through the application of the theory of change that is underpinned by evidence-based and results-based methodologies, we will get to the stage where this portfolio at a visibly huge rate, tangibly and qualitatively improves the standard of living of the majority of South Africans. The ANC supports vote 19 of social development uh, I thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson Kalebo. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Stock. Uh, Honorable members, I'm advised that the minister saved two minutes of the time allocated to the executive. It therefore means that the minister now has 12 minutes. Wow. I now call upon the Honorable the Minister of Social Development Honorable Minister. Um, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. I wish to sincerely thank all members who have supported um, this budget. And of course, even those who did not support it, we are in this together. We like it, we don't like it, we have to work together. 
And of course, Honorable Chair, the politics will play itself uh, from time to time. Um, uh, I think that this is the South Africa that we're building, the South Africa that we want. And so I am pleased that we work in the manner in which we do, and particularly uh, in the committee. I'm really grateful for the, the, the relationship that we have. And I'm very happy that uh, the, 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 the committee in particular keeps a hawk's eye on the work, work that we do. And I'm also thankful and grateful to the chairperson's leadership um, in steering uh, that, that relationship between ourselves as a, as a department and the entities, as well as the portfolio uh, committee. I also wish to thank them for the level of insight and continuous guidance and, and strict oversight from this committee. We have done quite well as a portfolio taking into consideration the wisdom of this committee. And I hope that we will continue in the same way that been, we've been working, but of course, uh, ensuring that uh, we respond um, to the issues that are raised by the portfolio committee, not only today, but respond to the issues that are raised by the portfolio committee every time we are called upon by the portfolio committee. Honorable Kungubele, we agree completely with you on the evidence-based approach and the need to continuously develop theories of change throughout our work. To this effect, we are developing a digital monitoring and evaluation system, which will assist us with the credible and real-time data to make evidence-based decisions and policies that speaks to the felt needs of our people. And we are also hoping, Honorable Gungubele, that what we are doing at national level will also find itself at a provincial and local level. Honorable Masango, with regards to increase or top up of the child support grant, we are at advanced stages in moving on this matter with the National Treasury and we, we are confident that this matter will be addressed either in the adjusted budget or in the incoming financial year. We agree, we agree that this is an important initiative that will indeed enable us to reduce the burden on the foster care system. And here, I really would like to thank um, the, the department for the push that they've been making in ensuring that the debates with Treasury also are continuous. On foster care, we are working on addressing the issues around the backlog and addressing the comprehensive social legal solutions, and the committee is working with us in this um, regard. Honorable Avis, um, honorable member will recall that we contributed substantively to addressing poverty in particular, in particular hunger and malnutrition. Since the start of the pan pandemic, we provided over 11.6 million people, poor people, and well over a billion rent. And this is just the data we gathered. We know there is much more through our civil society and private sector partners. We even had to go to the National Treasury for additional funding in this regard. And I know, honorable members, that there's always been issues around uh, food parcel, corruption, and local level, and all that. I can assure you that we're doing our best to change where we need to in terms of the system that we use to make sure that nothing is lost in between. The ANC president allocated an unprecedented 500 billion towards social and economic relief measures against COVID-19. Yes, this has never been done in, the, in, in, the, in our history, and we are now working on the economic recovery and reconstruction plan. And of course, on the issues of the long queues, 
I get pained myself when I have to see people standing in those long queues for a very long time. But I'm sure the honorable members are aware of the presentations that we've made all the time in looking for better solutions. We even started a campaign called hashtag let's end queues, which we piloted in the Western Cape. And as, as, and as of yesterday, this campaign went national. We will eventually end queues so that we address the issues of dignity uh, for our people. Since 11 May 2020, 10 million poor people applied for the SRB 350 grant without needing to stand in queues. We will use this experience and learning to automate and digitize our services. Well over 22 billion has already been paid to people who have, as, who have, as the research has indicated, used this for basic essentials such as food. And Honorable Fandameve, it's always a pleasure to hear you. We have, a, we have made um, the issue of payment of the late payment of NPOs a top priority at our engagement with provinces. We know the main issues relate to governance and compliance matters, and we are strengthening capacity building an additional campaign in this regard, working with all provinces and the NDA. With regards to strengthening of child protection services, members are aware of the amendment of the children's uh, bill, which is currently being consulted through the public, and I did indicate this already uh, in my speech. And with regard to substance abuse, we are ushering in the new Central Drug Authority Board in the next few days, and we are confident that the leadership with their expertise will assist us in fighting this war. We are also implementing the anti-gangsterism strategy to which we have already trained um, all provinces. And uh, honorable speakers, I accept your invitation and I will be taking the new CDA board member with to the areas you mentioned, not only in Cape Town, but across the Republic. And indeed, this is a challenge that is affecting our young people and needs all of society to work together in addressing the scourge, especially among our young people. I've also raised this with the MECs for Social Development to deal with this head on. I just really believe that the lessons that we learned during COVID-19 and the things that we were able to do to propel ourselves next to better service delivery, we are going to be able to use that opportunity. For me, it's a question of, did we learn something? And if we did learn something, what are we gonna do about it? And I'm hoping that not only the portfolio committee or members of parliament uh, will be looking at what we are doing, but for the, the public itself will have to hold us accountable because we are the ones that are saying that we use that opportunity um, to make the changes. Uh, I also, Chairperson, would like to wish everyone, all members and indeed citizens of our beloved country, South Africa and the continent, a happy Africa day. And we say to all of you, Aluta continua. Nani eniseli lapo entazaje. Nani eniseli lapo gute gute lapo niseli kona. Siatela oguti ni celebrate i Africa Day. I Africa Day, i langa loguti siz kumboze. Si abanda bamiyama iga kulugazo guti si belapi, si api, si sebenzega njani. Ntela ugubonga abandu pasekaya entazaje. Ntela ugubonga omkulu no koko. Nibonga uguti 
baye bazama ukuthi basitholerate nathi esikhathini esiningi ngoba asibonakali asivele siyasebenza abantu bakithi asilali ubusuku nemini sisebenzela ukuthi impilo zenu zibe ngcono siphinde sincelele kodwa ukuthi noma thina sisebenza kangaka siyacela ukuthi nani libonisane emakhaya ukuthi ningasebenza kangaka nani nibe nengadi zenu nibe namacooperatives kwenu nibe nebusiness zenu ezincane sikhona sidepartment of social development because into esicabanga ukuthi inqoka kakhulu ukuthi nikwazi ukuzimela niyabantu mina nje nila ngazi kahle ukuthi abantu abaningi ekhaya abalindeli ukukhongozela from government balinde ukuthi government kube uye ocreate a conducive environment for them ukuthi basebenze bakwazi ukuzikhulisa nabo yalebuha manja thank you very much yalebuha rona manja honorable members you are reminded that the debate on justice and constitutional development budget vote water and sanitation budget vote and small business development budget vote will take place at 1400 hours on the virtual platform that concludes the debate and the business of this virtual mini plenary session the mini plenary will now rise thank you thank you sir thank you amandla